Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Forgiven and Redeemed by the Blood podcast. This is episode 11, and I am your host, David. Let's open up in prayer. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord, for another opportunity to come together, Lord, and uh, talk more about your love and your plans. We just thank you, Father God, for your son, Jesus, who came to this world to save it, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that, that your plans, Lord, are, are great. And they are perfect, Father God. Help us, Father God, as we learn to trust you, Lord, in all things. All things that are happening around us, Father God. You have seen, you have foretold us in your word, Father. And we thank you for your word, which is the truth, God. Help us to use that, to learn from that, Father. We praise you, Lord. You are a good, good God. We thank you, Father. We ask, Lord, that each person listening be blessed, Lord. That they hear the message that you have for this time, Father. The things that you are trying to expose, Lord, in us for our good, Lord. Let it be so, Father. Let us be cleansed, Father. We thank you, Father. We honor you, Lord, in all things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today's verse of the day comes to us from the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. Man, uh, so I'm so excited to be able to do this this whole series that I've done uh, in December, the the Christmas series, um, kind of deep diving into some of the prophecy and and the way that God has has you know foretold the coming of Jesus um, in the Old Testament, and then how he he's tied things together and and how the prophecies are are being made, uh, you know, coming coming into um, fruition. It's it's amazing and and I don't know that I've ever really heard a um a teaching such as this uh because it's um it's different I mean you hear growing up I always you know I heard the um the bible story you know I would go to church on on Sundays mind you you know I had I didn't grow up in church but you know, there were certain times that we would uh, we would go to church, not as a family. I would usually go with some friends or some um, other family members, such as you know my grandmother or something like that. But 
anyway, I, I'd heard the, the Christmas story, and it's always Luke chapter 2, generally, and go through the whole, you know, the everything about Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem, and how they, you know, the baby was born in a manger. As a kid, I didn't know what a manger was. I just, you know, it's some, some part of a barn. Um, and then... You know, there were shepherds that came, and then there were wise men that came, and they give gifts, and then that was it. Um, and, uh, you know, as I got older, I did hear teachings on uh, some of the prophecy of the coming Messiah. Um, but as far as having them tied together... Where you, you you hear the prophecy and you tie it to where it matches up to the uh, to Jesus's birth. I, I in this way now there may be teachings out there and you may have heard them and you may have even done them, um, but for me this is this is a first and and it's been very good because I've got to you know read through the Bible and and go back and forth and and doing the research on it was it was enjoyable. Because I could see where, you know, where God's plans for the world to be saved were were long told. I mean, they were way back in in the Bible. Um, there are several people that God used uh, on the verse of the day. Uh, Micah, uh, Micah was one of those prophets, and who spoke of the coming Messiah. And this was somebody that uh, people were looking forward to uh, because they were, you know, this Messiah was going to deliver them from the hands of their their enemies um, and was going to save the nation of Israel. So it was something that, that everybody looked forward to. Everybody knew. Um, they didn't know when the prophecy would be fulfilled. But, you know, it was... It was something that everybody knew, you know, they knew that there was going to be a coming Messiah. Um, and we probably will touch more on, you know, the life of uh, John the Baptist and the, and the things that, that, you know, Jesus did. We're, we'll do all kinds of um, teachings and we'll, we'll discuss uh, those things later. But today I just wanted to focus on, you know, matching up the the story of Jesus's birth with the prophecy um, so the the verse of the day again was Micah chapter 5 verse 2 and it says but you O Bethlehem Ephrathah are only a small village among all the people of Judah yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf So that verse right there speaks a lot about um, the Messiah and, and where he's coming from. You know, it, it says the Messiah is going to come from Bethlehem. This this Savior is going to come from Bethlehem, uh, a small town, not really known for anything, uh, and that this this ruler of Israel, you know, the the Messiah is going to be a ruler of Israel. 
and his origins are in the distant past, and he's going to come on behalf of God. That's that is uh, amazing, um, but his origins are in the distant past. Says that he's been around for a long time. Now the the people when they're they're looking at um, the prophecy of Jesus's the Messiah's coming, because at the time you know during the prophecy they didn't they didn't know Jesus would be the one. Um, but they, you know, during this time, they thought it would be, you know, a mighty warrior king who was going to come and wipe out their enemies. Um, but God had a different way, a way through love and peace and uh, just, he just had a different way to bring about. And it was different from anything that anybody had ever imagined. You know, it wasn't as they had thought, which is it's just what God does. You know, he'll do do things in a way that that we just we just can't imagine. We just don't think of, you know, he'll, he'll do it in a way that works perfectly, but not exactly how we would have done it ourselves or thought, you know, not that we could do this ourselves. But, you know, he does things in a different way. And he does it in a perfect way. And his plans are perfect. So now we're going to join together, you know, God's plans. You know, what he's foretelling through Micah and the story of Jesus' birth. Now I'm going to start again. This is Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But I'm going to read a little bit further. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, are only a small village, are only a small village, among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come to you from will come from you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world. So that's Micah 5, uh, verse 2 through 4. So it, it goes um, into more detail there, you know, about how, you know, the from Bethlehem will be this Messiah who's going to save the people of Israel uh, from their enemies. And then everybody's going to become, you know, everybody's going to come in and, and be, uh, enjoy life, basically. Um, and this, this Messiah will be uh, honored and, and loved around the world. And th so this is all speaking of Jesus' coming. <clears throat> and he's going to be a... person that is from the Lord God. So it's um, foretelling of a person that will be coming from Bethlehem to lead Israel to freedom. And he's, he'll be coming in the name of God. So that's Micah 5, 2 through 4.
Now it does go into more detail, and it also speaks of the um, um, the eternal nature of the Messiah uh, or Jesus. We'll, we we'll go ahead and refer the Messiah is Jesus. So um, the eternal nature of Jesus, you know, how he was from his origins are in the distant past. And we know that Jesus was there when the world was created. Um, he's always, he was there, that the world was created through him. And then now this is telling that how he's going to be coming from Bethlehem. So that's talking about a, uh, you know, in a, in a cryptic kind of way saying, you know, from Bethlehem, this savior will be born and he's going to come and save Israel. Now, I looked into uh, what it says about Bethlehem. It says, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephratha. So I'm looking at that that uh, definition of Ephratha and the meaning of it. And it's a Hebrew word, and it's uh, basically it means fruitful. So Bethlehem Ephratha is talking about fruitful, and what better fruit and what what truth it is you know from bethlehem fruitful bethlehem the messiah will come i mean that is that's uh, amazing to me and i i apologize first um i should have brought this up at the beginning uh, i <laughs> i may sound a little nasally i'm not sure uh if it's coming across on the the audio yet, but uh, I've got a little sinus thing going on, and it's um, kind of changing the way I'm, I'm breathing, and and I apologize if it's distracting, but I uh, just wanted to, you know, come up front, and I've had to uh, pause and, and you know, take a drink a couple times and uh, keep going, but anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, yeah, Ephratha means fruitful, so it's a uh, Basically, oh, fruitful Bethlehem, you know, from from you this Messiah will come, and it will be. Um, he will be the savior of Israel. Now we know, you know, when Jesus came and and lived on this world, and when he was getting ready to depart, he'd he'd sent the disciples out to all the nations to make disciples and he know we know that God's promises are for um, Israel but they are also for every believer everyone that receives Jesus as their Savior um, so we know that this extends out further than uh, Israel ex extends to um, every believer but you know that's just the the goodness of God and His mercy. You know that that uh, we too can enjoy, we too can reap the benefits of um, being a believer and having faith in God. But back uh, back to the story of Jesus's birth. Um, in I'm going to read a little bit here. In Luke, um, just the very beginning of Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through 6. 
and this is where it ties things together where uh, you know the prophecy in Micah which again was about 700 years before Jesus was born um, I didn't mention that uh, earlier 700 years before Jesus was born um, Isaiah prophesied uh, of how this would happen and then Micah prophesies of where it's gonna happen so those two come together those are linked so um, Isaiah prophesies about how uh, the the um, Messiah, the Savior, is going to be born of a virgin. Um, and then in Micah, uh, let's see, in Micah, um, Micah, uh, in verse 3, chapter 5, verse 3, says, The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. So there it talks about, and it joins together with uh, Isaiah's prophecy about the virgin giving birth to a son. And then uh, Micah ties that in with, you know, that Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. So, till, so that's the, the Messiah that's going to come and save Israel. So that joins those two together. So we come up to Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. And it says, At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And this was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. Oh, goodness. So, 700 years ago, uh, the prophet Isaiah says, For unto us a, a child is born. This child is going to be the Messiah. Micah also prophesies, not only is there going to be a child born from a virgin who is going to be the Messiah, but this child will be born in Bethlehem. So God is using different people. Those that are listening to the Lord, who are just saying what the Lord says, you know, those prophets. And, and they're speaking those things out. He's using two different people. Several years earlier, 700 approximately years earlier. To bring the message of... Uh, Israel's rise from their enemies. Their, their, you know, the Savior that's going to come and rescue them from all their enemies. Um, and and God used different uh, different people throughout the Bible to bring this message. But I just wanted to highlight, you know, Isaiah and Micah right now um, to kind of join together the 
you know, the Old Testament and the New Testament where God said he's going to do something and he's going to do it a specific way and how it was come, how it came together in, in the New Testament, how they were joined, um, how everything, everything that God says he's going to do, he will do. And that is a strong point that I want to, uh, bring across is everything that God says that he's going to do, he's going to do. You know, it may take 700 years or more. You know, we're, this was 700 years between Micah and, and Isaiah and the, um, the actual birth of Jesus. You know, but God, if he says he's going to do something, it's going to happen. And so now we could take that and we could look further into the Bible and to uh, what's, what the Bible says is going to happen. Is, is it says that Jesus is coming back. God says he's going to do it, do it. He's going to do it. It's, it's guaranteed. And it's probably not going to look like how we think it's going to look like. It's probably not going to be exactly what we think it's going to be. But God gives very specific instructions, um, not necessarily instructions, uh, very specific um, details on what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And we just have to be ready. We just have to trust and be ready. You know, it's um, in Micah, he talks about this Messiah going to be born in Bethlehem. And then at the right time, you know, we talked about uh, the the angel of the Lord visiting both Mary and Joseph on two separate occasions where um, he, would, they, he was just basically saying, you know, Mary, you have found favor with God and you're going to be with child, uh, be conceived by the Holy Spirit. And then to Joseph, uh, you know, reassuring him that yes, Mary is pregnant. It is from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. Um, so that's that's one thing. And then in then this census comes up, and they have to travel from Nazareth ninety miles to Bethlehem approximately 90 miles and they had to do this by walking and by and by mule donkey um 90 miles while mary was pregnant and that took some time uh but mary had to have been you know she was pregnant pregnant if she's gonna give birth in bethlehem uh, so they traveled 90 miles by foot and donkey to bethlehem while pregnant and at the right time, so that's that's God's time, at the right time. So this census uh, was, was proclaimed or announced or declared, decreed, however you want to put it. And they had to give people time to travel to their, um, the, the, where their ancestors are from. And Joseph's ancestors from... Uh, he was David, King David, uh, from Bethlehem. So, they travel 90 miles 
to Bethlehem. I'm not sure exactly how long that takes to walk. Um, Alright, and doing a quick little uh, Google search, it does tell me that, you know, 90 miles, it's going to take approximately four days uh, to travel. Um, so Mary was really close to giving birth. Uh, so that, I'm sure they had to probably make more stops than usual um, to help, you know, care for Mary and, and the baby. So that that is pretty uh pretty amazing to me that you know at this time where they were being called to go to the town of their ancestors to uh, be a part of this census to be counted uh for the emperor that that's the time that you know in, in the perfect way where Jesus is going to be born. And next week I think um we'll be we'll be talking more about this, but how awesome is our God? And it just proves again that when God looks at things, he looks at the entire picture, the whole thing, start to finish, back to front, front to back. And he knows exactly where everything needs to happen. And his plan is perfect. So he, he foretold long, long ago of this coming Messiah. And he gave, you know, how the Messiah was going to be born. And where the Messiah was going to be born. And the only thing that he didn't really give was when. Because that's the part where we've got to really trust God. Because, you know, even now we think about the things that, that are in the Bible. And there's so much going on in the world right now where we can point to it. And and what we believe to be the signs of the things that are being foretold in the in the Bible. And, that, and I believe it's true. So I believe the things that are happening at this time in our world... Uh, have been told in the Bible, and it is telling uh, telling us that Jesus is coming back really, really soon. But soon to us, soon to God, it, it's all, you know, that that's the thing that that we just have to trust Him and be ready. That's that's the message that I want to say through all these these things that I'm talking about. We have to trust God, His plans, His timing, His word, which is truth, and we just have to be ready. Now, some may be listening that may think, you know, I, I don't know where to even start. I don't know where to begin. I don't know Jesus. That is, uh, that is where you start. Jesus is the Son of God. And we celebrate this time of year to celebrate His birth. He was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect, sinless life. And He died so that your sins can be forgiven. He died as a sacrifice for you because of God's love. 
he went to that cross and died. But then he rose again on the third day, and he ascended to heaven, and he sits at the right hand of God, and he's there for you. So if Jesus is somebody that you want to build that relationship with, which he should be, um, so if you want to build that relationship with Jesus, just pray that out. Just acknowledge, you know, Jesus, I am a sinner. I've sinned my entire life. But I want to join you in heaven. I want to be there when I die, when it comes time, or when you come back. I want to be one that comes with you to heaven. Because the alternative is so much worse than anything we can imagine. But if you pray that you want to have Jesus as the Lord of your life, you know, to save you, you ask for forgiveness of your sins and repent to them, Turn, which means turn away. Turn away from those things that, that you've sinned with, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter. You repent of those sins and you turn away and you, you focus on Jesus. You focus on building that relationship with Him through uh, reading of God's Word, through prayer, through joining with other uh, believers in sharing, you know, love and knowledge and and your talents and and just giving yourself to God fully, so that God can use you to bring someone else in. So if you ask Jesus to be Lord of your life and you ask for forgiveness and you turn from your sins and you focus on God, you will join Jesus in heaven. You will be there through the uh, wedding supper. You'll, you'll, you'll get to reap those benefits of being a follower of Christ. And if if you have if you are praying that right now, if that is your prayer to God for forgiveness and that you seek Jesus to be the Lord of your life and you're asking him into your heart, um, find a local church, something close to you that that are that you can get to uh, that preaches about Jesus's love and uh, go to that church and 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 be a part of that church and serve uh, where where need be, um, whatever it may be, and build that relationship with God because that's what God wants. Is He wants that relationship? That's why He's done all this is so that He can have a relationship with you. He's done all this from the beginning of time, the things that He's worked out to the Jesus's birth. And from Jesus' birth and his life and his death and his resurrection, those are the things that God did because he loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. So if you are praying that and you are, and this touches you in any way, um, if you are, if you have any questions, uh, you can email us. Uh, you can reach out to us on social media. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your testimony because our our power is in our testimonies. Those things that that we have 
been allowed to go through to build us up, to strengthen us, that the uh, enemy, the devil, made to, you know, some of it made to, uh, he tried to destroy us through, but God turns things around for the good of those that believe in him. And if you've prayed that, prayed that prayer, prayed that prayer, and you believe in God, then he is using those things that you, he's brought you through so that you can give him glory and you can have a testimony. And I would love to hear your testimony. I would love to, for you to send me an email or, or, um, you know, reach out to us on Facebook and tell us your testimony. You know, that's, that's where the power is. That's where we defeat the enemy through sharing our testimonies for encouragement, uh, to others. Um, I, I can't wait to hear from you. And, and I know that this is probably, you know, this is a little bit off of what we were talking about, but it, it really just wraps it all up. You know, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is God's plan from the beginning to save this world, to reach out to you, to build that relationship with you. He wants that so much. Uh, I, I just, I, I just really feel that that somebody right now listening um, has been searching. You've been searching for answers of why you are the way you are, why you have gone through the things that you've gone through. And I'm getting a little bit choked up on this, but I, I truly believe it because I, I know what God has done for me. And it's it's amazing. You know, the things that God has pulled me through. And so I I, I just know that there's somebody listening right now that that feels lost, that there's nobody for them. But I want you to know, I, sh I just want to assure you that God sees you and he loves you and he wants so much for you to call out to him, to put your trust in him, lay down those things of this world and and reach toward him to seek him because he wants to have that relationship with you so that when a time comes when your time on this earth has ended or uh, Jesus you know whether it be through our natural death or uh, the return of Jesus to come back that he can welcome you into heaven knowing all that you have done for his glory knowing how you've uh, put aside those you know sacrifice your flesh and you'll know more about that as you read God's word but putting aside those things of this world that is um, that you tried to find comfort in and you've reached for him and you've trusted him and you have faith in the things that he is doing in your life, in the lives of those that he's able to use you to speak to. Because he does want to do that. He wants 
He wants to work through you, through your testimony, through your sharing of your love, which comes from the Father. Those things that He's working in to build you up, and He wants to receive you on when the day comes into heaven and say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Oh, that that would just be such that's gonna be such an amazing amazing day. So I hope that this touches you in some way that you are ready to stop fighting with yourself in this world and receive Jesus because he is a gift given to us from God, our Father. So if this is if this is you and you feel inclined, you don't have to just reach out and and tell me your your testimony. I would love to hear it. I would love to share it if if you allow me. I know I got off on a uh, <laughs> I steered away from my notes, but I just felt led of the Holy Spirit to uh, speak that to someone because that's it's important right now because our our time here is um, it's coming to an end. We had a we had a prayer service last night at our church. We have it every Monday, and it was spoke out. Uh, prophetically uh, about being prepared uh, getting our garments prepared our wedding garments because um, the seasons are changing as they're changing on earth they are changing in heaven and we need to be ready we need to be ready now who knows it could be uh this afternoon, you know, Jesus could come at any time. So we need to be always be prepared. And the enemy wants you to focus on your past. But our focus needs to be forward, going forward, moving forward towards God. Because God is coming soon. Jesus will come back for his bride. And we need to be ready. But in the in our prayer meeting, it was just so it was so amazing, as we gathered together and we prayed together and we uh, praised God together and we shared love and and it was it was just um, and then that word was was given prophetically that we need to start we need to be ready now because it's not going to be long. And the things we're seeing in this world are are lining up with that. But I, I really felt the urgency on this podcast to just share with how you can start building that relationship with, with God. How you can uh, turn from the things of this world so that you can focus more on Him. And seeking him and that's uh, that's really what I wanted to say 
So I thank you for bearing with me and, and kind of going on that tangent. But it does still all tie together. Because, you know, I, I said it earlier, God has had a plan. And he's, he's told us all about it. He's spelled it out for us. You know, through prophets. Uh, and, and then he, you know, how it came to uh, be fulfilled with Jesus' birth and where he was born. You know, those were all things. And then it goes on into, you know, when you're talking about how Jesus is going to come back. And what the world is going to go through. So, uh, being prepared for Jesus' return. So that we can be taken up with him. So that we don't have to deal with the the hardships that are going to come upon this world um, and then, and we don't have to ultimately end up in hell, because you know tomorrow's not guaranteed. And if you're living for yourself and you are serving the master of darkness, you're going to hell. When you die, if you died today and you have not sought Jesus, you have not asked for forgiveness, you have not received Jesus into your life. The, the hard truth of the matter is, you will go to hell and you will be in eternal death. Not a single bit of that sounds fun to me. Not a single bit of that sounds enjoyable. None of that is something that I would seek here on earth. If somebody were to say that, you know, uh, I don't I don't even have anything to compare. I was just trying to come up with something, you know, if <laughs> that that is painful on earth, but I, I just don't, I can't draw a parallel to what it may possibly be like in in hell i mean just nothing nothing that bad comes to mind which is good on my part because i don't want to be able to think that bad but i also know that as bad as hell is going to be heaven is going to be so much greater so much better and who doesn't want better i mean everybody nobody wants to seek uh, eternal pain and anguish. Nobody seeks after that stuff on this earth. But if we can live it in an eternal life in heaven with joy and praise and worship, and you know, it, it tells us of a great banquet where you know I'm, I'm assuming all of our favorite foods are going to be served. I'm assuming we'll never be hungry it's just a like it's it's just it's provided and we're all going to be there to have supper with god and jesus will uh receive us there anyway uh got off on a little bit of a tangent there um anyway i hope that that this is really something that um that you've enjoyed and next week I will go a, a little bit further uh, with the um, traditional uh, Christmas message uh, being the week before Christmas. I do want to see all this through uh, to fulfillment. But I felt especially leading up uh, to this time, you know, talking about how God has planned this and that his plans always come uh, his plans are always fulfilled. 
And then also I wanted to talk about how he, you know, he wants to fulfill his plans in you. Anyway, uh, I am going to end this here. Um, again, like I said, next week we will continue uh, with this, but uh, I appreciate you all. Anyway, I I, uh, I can't wait to hear from you. Um, if you would uh, send me an email or reach to me, reach out to me on on the social medias, Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram. Um, we uh, our email address is the number four given and redeemed by the blood at gmail.com. Again, that's number four. G I V E N A N D R E D E E M E D B Y T H E B L O O D at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you there. Share your testimony. Uh, again, would love to hear it. Would love to share it for you. Um, or even maybe uh, it, it's a possibility that we could even have you on the show. Uh, that's that would be uh, something to talk about. I hope this has touched you. Uh, it has really affected me, and I felt the uh, urgency to get this out. Um, and I like the way that it it the this God just knitted it together for us. Um, I appreciate you all, uh, and I will. Um, talk to you next week. Now let's uh, close out in prayer. Father, your timing is perfect, Lord. Throughout your word, Lord, you, you've told of things that are going to happen and they always happen, Lord. We know that you, your timing is perfect in our lives as well, Father God. Help us to see that. Help us to rest and be assured Father God, that the blessings will come at the right time. Lord, thank you for blessing this podcast. Thank you for blessing those that that are listening right now, Lord. And a special thank you to those that, that may not know you, Lord, or may not have that relationship with you, Father God, that right now are calling out to you, Father. I ask you to just love on them, Father God, with a special love and guide them. Father, to where they can be uh, brought up and taught, Lord, and discipled, Lord, so that they may serve you, Father God, and turn from the, the sins of this world, Lord. For we know that true joy surpasses all temporary understanding, Father God, and true joy only comes from you, Father God. Love only comes from you, Father God. There is no no love out there that does not come from you, Father God. So anything other than your love, Lord, is false. So, Father, we just thank you, Father, for loving us so much that you sent your son Jesus to save us, to be the perfect and final sacrifice. Lord, we just honor you and we praise you. We ask that you be with each one listening throughout the coming weeks as they reflect, Father, on what this season is about. 
and it may not be chronologically correct as far as when your son Jesus was born. But this is the time that we honor that birth and the miraculous event that it was and how that you saw it and you foretold it through your prophets, Lord. We just thank you for your word, Lord, your word that is truth. And we ask, Lord, that in this time that it speaks directly to our hearts, Lord, as we are reading and we are learning and we are hearing different perspectives, Lord, that you are speaking the truth into our hearts. We just thank you for that, Lord, that that deep love that you have for each one of us and your desire, Father God, for that relationship with us, Lord. We just thank you. It's nothing that we can find here on earth, but it's only by getting to know you through prayer and, and relationships with other uh, strong believers, Lord. We ask that those people be made known to us, that we may come to them, Lord, with questions and that we may find all the answers, Father, through your word, that no man stand in the way of that, Father God. Thank you, and we honor you, and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so thank you so much once again for joining me on episode 11 of Forgiven and Redeemed by the Blood podcast. Once again, I am your host, David. It is an honor to be with you today. Thank you so much. God bless you all, and I'll talk to you next week.